Welcome to the Live Rad Learn podcast, where we are learning and growing through stories, a lot of them horse-related, but kind of like a good horse movie, anyone can enjoy it. This is your host, Sarah Higner, and when I am not hosting this podcast, I'm hosting the Author Shenanigans podcast. So if you love to read, hop on over there and enjoy some shenanigans. I also am a mom, a wife, and an author which is brand new and pretty exciting. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hey, y'all, it's Sarah. I'm back. And uh, apologies if the sound is a little bit off today. My computer refuses to turn on. I don't know what's going on, but I was so just ready to get this episode out. I, y'all, Today is Derby Recap Day. Did you watch the Derby? Because it was a great race. And I got a little nerdy for you this morning. So I'm going to be honest. This episode is not for the racing junkie, the racing addict. This episode is for the Triple Crown race fan. Those of us who, you know, when it's Derby time, we turn on the TV Uh, You may not totally know what you're watching, but it looks exciting enough, right? And so I broke it down. I've watched the race. I've read articles. I've dug all over the internet, and I am pumped for what I'm going to share with you. Okay, so I, first of all, am going to put the link to the race in the comments. Not the comments. This is not social media. In the description of the podcast, because if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. Like maybe even pause right now and take three minutes to watch the race and then come back. Now I know how easy it is to get distracted. So come back, okay? Okay, I'm giving you a break. This is my dun 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 dun. Okay, so hopefully you watched the race. I just didn't want to give you a spoiler. So spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the race, I'm giving, this is how it ends. It was the top four finishers, Medina Spirit, Number one, Mandaloon, number two, Hot Rod Charlie, number three, and Essential Quality, who was the original favorite, number four. Now, if you watched or listened to my show about how to pick a winner, I said there there were two tips that I gave you, and if you followed them, you would have picked the winner. Now, did I follow them? No. I didn't follow my own tips. Well, I followed my first tip. I went with choosing the favorite because... I just, I I just, I honestly didn't spend the time picking my horse. I got home from baseball. We had to make hot brown and mint juleps really fast. And I didn't spend any time researching. So I just said, well, you know, 30%, what was it? 38% of choosing a winner if I go with the favorite. So I went with the favorite, but here's the deal. My next tip from the last episode on how to choose a winner was to go with a winning trainer and or winning jockey. Okay, so Medina Spirit's trainer is Bob Baffert. Bob Baffert, as of this Kentucky Derby, now holds the record for the most Kentucky Derby wins in racing history. So if you went with my tip of choosing a winning trainer, you would have chosen most likely Bob Baffert and you would have won some money or at least some pride if you didn't put money down. Then If you wanted to go with the winning jockey theory, now, again, these are all great jockeys, but the winner 
The winning rider on Medina Spirit had won the Kentucky Oaks the day before, which is the big race for three-year-old fillies the day before Derby, which I told you all about in the first Derby Fever episode. So anyway, winning trainer, winning rider. If you took my advice, you were one of the few people who actually picked a winner because nobody expected Medina Spirit to win. Bob Baffert, I don't think, even expected Medina Spirit to win. Um, And so he is like the romantic story of the year because he was originally sold for $1,000 as a yearling at a yearling sale for, they have these sales for racehorses. And so not only that, so it was like a, his owner needed money and she said, just take him to the sale, no reserve, get what you can get. And he sold for $1,000. Well, before that, his, so let's see, a little background information. To make a racehorse, you have to breed a registered thoroughbred to a registered thoroughbred. And it has to be live cover, which is, basically means they hook up. Like, I know you've probably heard of artificial insemination. And a lot of... A lot of horse breeders use that. A lot of cow breeders use that. But in the thoroughbred world, it is required that you have a live cover. That's what they call it. So, I don't even know why I got into that. Oh, I guess because I'm just talking about how important, like how picky they are in the thoroughbred world. Okay? So, it can't be like... um, you know, my quarter horse mare that's good at barrel racing. I don't have one of those, but I did one time. My quarter horse mare, you know, got bred to a thoroughbred and then that horse qualified for the derby. That's not a possibility to race these thoroughbred horse races, which is most of the ones that you see on media. They have to be registered thoroughbreds. So his sire, which is his dad, has a $5,000 stud fee. So it was $5,000 for somebody, his, his mom's owner, basically, to breed his mom, which in the horse world is called a dam, to breed his dam to the sire with a live foal guarantee. There's a high risk of um, foals not making it. So $5,000 if a foal was born and was alive. Okay, now you might be like, oh, $5,000, that's a lot of money. But let's look at some of the other stud fees. I looked at the top four horses. Mandaloon, who finished second, his his sire, um, Into Mischief is his name, his stud fee was $150,000 when Mandaloon was bred. Not when he, when his dam was bred and he was, Mandaloon was made, okay? Now his sire's stud fee is $225,000. They increased it last year. Um, Essential Quality Sire, Tappet, has a current stud fee of $185,000. Okay, so Medina Spirit Sire, Protonico, is a humble $5,000. So not only was he cheap to sell, like cheap to purchase as a yearling, he was a cheap breed. His mom won one of six starts, so his mom was not a fancy horse. Nothing about this horse is fancy. As a two-year-old, he was sold again for $35,000. So someone made a pretty good investment. They could tell that probably whoever bought him as a yearling stuck him in a field and sat and then just was very strategic when they sold him for $35,000, which that is still 
not much money because Hot Rod Charlie was purchased for $110,000. In this, he was the third place finisher in the Derby. His purchase price was $110,000, and they consider that a modest price for a, a horse that nice. Like, his owners were ecstatic that they were able to purchase him for $110,000. So, anyway, I don't know if you're following this or if I'm throwing out too many numbers, but all this to say, Medina Spirit had a very humble beginning. Now, I did a little bit of research into uh, Medina Spirit's parentage and his family tree. And so Protonico, his dad, who only stands for $5,000, actually has a very impressive family tree. Um, he's an AP Indy Stormcat horse. And his grandmother, this was one of my favorite facts, y'all. My favorite horse movie, I think, is the movie Dreamer. Now, I also really love Seabiscuit, but I think Dreamer is my favorite. And Dreamer is based off of a true story. Um, in the movie, the mare was named Sonyador, but in real life, it was based off it was based off the real life horse named Mariah Storm. Well, Mariah Storm is Protonico's grandma. No, wait, Protonico's mom, Medina Spirit's grandma. Isn't that so cool? So it's kind of like they're probably going to have to make a movie out about Medina Spirit now. Anyway, so um, more about Medina's humble beginnings. Not even beginnings. So this is his race history. In the San Felipe Stakes, he finished eight lengths behind Life is Good. In the Run Happy Santa Anita Derby, which was his last race before the Derby, he finished four and a quarter lengths behind Rock Your World, who, by the way, finished 17th in the Derby. Okay? So in the race before the Kentucky Derby, Medina Spirit lost to Rock Your World who finished 17th. I don't know what happened to Rock Your World. I don't know if he just wasn't feeling good that day. Maybe he had a cold. Or maybe Medina Spirit just really showed up. But that is pretty impressive. So overall race record going into the Derby, he had run five races. He had won two of them. And he had three second places. So he never finished worse than second. But the seconds are not very impressive because one of them was eight lengths. Y'all, eight lengths is like one and a half city bus lengths. Okay, so imagine one and a half city bus buses between Medina Spirit and the winner. Okay, let that sink in. Pretty crazy. So no wonder no one expected him. And no wonder Bob Baffert didn't even expect him. But here is a key thing. And if you've listened to any of the race coverage... You probably heard this. He has never been passed in a race. This horse is like, I may not be able to catch the horse in front of me, but you are not passing me. And he would guts out gritty to make sure nobody's passing him. And so he, he did a, him and his jockey did a phenomenal job getting out front right out of the gate out of 20 horses they broke the cleanest, the fastest, and got out front in the field of 20 horses, and then he went wire to wire. Um, the last two derby wins, Medina Spirit and last year's winner, went wire to wire, which is pretty cool, although I got to be honest, one of my favorite things is watching horses come from behind and win. So winning wire to wire is not very exciting for me. Now, I'm also going to take a minute and mention Medina Spirit's running form. Now, this isn't anything I've seen anyone else 
or heard anyone else talk about. But when we were watching the race, I, I love to watch how horses go. And so they're like halfway through the race and this, you know, black, almost black horses in front. And I didn't know who it was. You know, it all happened so fast. I can't really keep track of what horse is what. And I can't remember when the race starts off, like whose horse belongs to what trainer and which owner and all that stuff. Like, I don't really know who, any, I pick like one horse to make sure I know. And then everything else is just kind of a blur, right? So all I know is that there's this horse out front and he runs weird. And it looked like, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it, but I just thought like, there's no way this horse is going to win when he runs like that. It looks like he's dying and he's only halfway through the race. And then he went wire to wire. And so I just kind of love it. I love hate it. I mean, I hate to be wrong, but I love to be proved wrong by something like that. Like I was not impressed with how this horse moved. My favorite way to pick a winner at the races, and I this does not work very well for me, I'm going to be honest, but I love to go to the paddock and watch how they move. And I pick the movers that to me are the most impressive, that have a swagger, that have really flowing gates, that move like a show horse that I would like to have. Um, and that just like really, I want to see him move out really well from their shoulders and from their hips. And, um, and he just... God, he just didn't look that impressive to me. And when he was running, the thing I've like watched him run over and over to try to figure out what weirded me out. And it is, he runs with his head lower than everyone else. So most, if you watch the other horses, they have their heads up, especially in the beginning of the race, everyone kind of has their heads up higher. And then as they start to flatten out into the more steady part of the race, uh, where they have a very good rhythm and they're not like just gunning to get up front they flatten out a little bit. And so everyone's kind of got their heads out in front of them, but his head is just a couple inches lower than everyone else's. And because I have been on a horse that fell because his head was too low, I have always just been so uncomfortable on horses who carry their heads low. And, and so his, his head carriage just was weird to me. And then again, after the race, I was watching him walk and I was just not impressed, but I also was watching one of his races where it looked like when he's actually running, he takes these monstrous strides. I mean, it was one of his prep races where he went wire to wire, but there was a horse right next to him that was running. I mean, it was like for every one stride Medina Spirit Spirit made, the horse that was in second place was taking like one and a half strides. Like Medina Spirit just takes these long strides and it just looks like he's not working that hard and he totally is is it's amazing so um I are I have notes so I don't forget um a little about some of the other horses Wrecker World had a bad start and a rough trip according to several race commentators I I don't know I I don't get worked up in like horses having a bad trip because I'm just like that's horse racing I mean, there is, it is bad if someone like runs on top of you or something, but he didn't appear to be really hindered by anyone else. It just jockeys, you know, it's just, it's horse racing. Okay. So then essential quality had a very wide trip, which means he was, you know, the shortest distance around the track is to be right on the rail. And then the further away from the rail you get, the longer the horse is running. And so Medina, not Medina Spirit, sorry. Um, Essential Quality ran most of the race at least four horses away from the rail, if not more. And 
that added, um, I heard one statistic say, I think it was about 68 feet extra to his race than if you were to run on the rail. But here's the deal. I watched some of his other races. He likes to be outside. He was outside on all of his races. So that was not, I don't consider that a bad trip. That's where he likes to run. That's where his jockey puts him. And so you have to run a little further, you know, like that's what happens when you get that spot. Um, then Mandaloon came in second and he is the one a lot of people are talking about for Preakness. He was, you know, doing quite well. He was still, it was still a horse race at the end. It wasn't like he was losing momentum. He was still pushing and really put some heat on Medina Spirit. Um, Keep Me In Mind started in the beginning was last, <laughs> like very last, like two bus links last, maybe more. And he pushed and made it, I think he finished either 6th or 7th out of 20. So that was kind of a fun thing. Some commentators are saying he's one to watch. I just don't know. I mean, that he still finished pretty far back, even though he passed about 13 horses to get to where he finished. So that was a pretty cool thing. If you want to watch the recap, go watch it and watch him come from the back. Like the announcer says his name one time in the entire race. And he's like, and then there's keep me in mind. Um, so that's the, the Kentucky Derby recap. Now, another bonus tip. Everyone was going crazy about this turf race. And so I Googled it. I missed, y'all, I missed like everything because I was at a baseball game. But um, everyone was going crazy about this turf race. And so I decided to Google it. Like I had someone text me about it. They were so excited. And then I heard someone, I was listening to a podcast yesterday and someone was saying it was going to go down in history as probably the most, or I don't even know why I couldn't, I don't remember why it was going to go down in history, but they talked about it going down in history. And I was like, well, if it's going down in history, I've got to check this out. And so I Googled Derby Day turf race and I found out why it's going down in history. So I'm going to put the link to the race in the uh in the description of the podcast so that you can check it out it's the old forester turf classic 2021 and i don't know if i want to tell you how it ends because it's insane but i will tell you as i you already heard me say i love it when horses come from behind okay so just keep that in mind because that was one part of it but there's another thing that made it like insane. I honestly, I want y'all, I've spent way more time around racehorses than the average person, like way more. But then there's also this whole other realm of people who basically live at the track and I'm not that. Like I haven't even lived close to a track in 10 years. And so I love horse racing. I've seen a lot of horse racing. I've never seen this that I can remember what happened in the old forest or turf classic. Okay. So it's a thing, but I ain't never seen it. (laughs) until yesterday. So I'm going to keep going and we're going to talk about what is next and then we're done. So what is next? If you follow horse racing at all, you know we've got the Preakness in two weeks. So the Derby happens the first Saturday in May. The Preakness is the third Saturday in May. And then the Belmont is three weeks later. So the Preakness, the Derby was one and a quarter miles long. The Preakness is one and three sixteenths mile. (laughs) I said that wrong one and three sixteenth miles long and the Belmont is one and a half miles long 
We will see horses come from Derby to Preakness. We will see horses sit out both and show up at Belmont. We will see all kinds of things. Often what happened for years when we weren't having Triple Crown winners was because horses were sitting out those first two races. The Triple Crown contender who had won Derby and Preakness was now a little bit tired, a little bit road weary, and then fresh horses show up at the Belmont aren't nearly as good horses, but they can go the distance and they beat our beat our triple crown contender so that was like a thing for a while it drove me crazy I was like can we just you can only run in the Belmont if you run Derby and Preakness and trying to set all these rules but here's the deal it's a horse race and that's strategic it's strategy it is what it is so um for the triple crown uh just like some quick facts if you didn't realize until 2015 when American Pharaoh won and y'all, I literally held my baby and cried on the couch. There hadn't been a Triple Crown winner since 1978. That's nearly 40 years. That's like the freaking Israelites in the desert for horse racing fans. Now, I know that they weren't actually walking in the desert. They're still getting to go to the track every day. But that's a long time. For no triple crown winner and there was a lot of speculation that it couldn't be done anymore there was a ton of people saying horses aren't bred to be that tough anymore they need to change it back 40 years ago horses were ran run every week now they get run every like three to five weeks they have lots of breaks between races they don't do this back-to-back -back thing anymore and so they they talked about, you know, changing it and all this stuff. But in 2015, American Pharaoh showed up and he showed us that it could be done. And then three years later, in 2018, Justify showed up and did it again. And guess who trained both of those horses? Are you ready? I bet you guessed it. The only horse trainer you might know if you don't follow horse racing, Bob Baffert. And let's just take a second to honor Bob Baffert because... You know, for a long time, I hated him. I find that I, it's like, there are these people that just, everything they touch turns to gold, it seems like. Now, what I know is that people that look like that, they work so hard behind the scenes, right? But this sounds really silly. <laughs> but like Britney Spears, when I was a kid, and then Taylor Swift, and we have Tom Brady. I mean, it's in sports, it's in it's the Yankees. It's all these teams, all these players that you just kind of love to hate because they win everything and it's annoying. But what I have found is that eventually they cross a line where it's just mad respect. Like, I respect Taylor Swift. I love her now. There were years when I was embarrassed to admit that. And now I'm like, I don't care. I love her music. She's she dominates. And Tom Brady, God, our, even our house has started to cheer for Tom Brady. And we hated him for so many years. And Bob Baffert, I love him. I mean, come on. How can you not? And I know there's a lot of naysayers, but he, he's done the work and he knows how to build horses up. And yeah, like I said in the earlier and last show, a lot of these horses, horse trainers are winning because they're sent the best horses but Medina Spirit was $1,000 at a yearling sale. His stud fee had been $5,000, and he just won the Derby with Bob Baffert. So he, they don't always have to have the best of the best, and he took him and won the Derby. So anyway, that's it. We're watching the Triple Crown, and we would I would love a horse to win. 
because we have had recent winners, I, it's not going to make me cry anymore. But I would still love to see a winner. Um, so we're going to be back for the Preakness in less than two weeks now. We will be, everyone's going to be watching to see which horses are coming back, what post positions they get, how's, uh, how's the Derby winner, Medina Spirit, handling his recovery. So that's it. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in for the Derby recap. I hope you loved it. I hope you enjoyed your mint julep and your hot brown and your Derby pie. If you did, if you did bake a Derby pie, I hope you took a picture. Post that picture on Instagram and tag me at Live Ride Learn. I would love to see it. That's it, y'all. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. All right. I hope you loved the episode. If you did, be sure to rate it, review it, whatever. Share it with a friend if it impacted you and you think it could impact someone else, pass it on. That is literally the number one compliment you could give me is to share it with a friend. So if you can unpack more from this story, or if you just want to follow me on Instagram, look me up at at live ride learn on Instagram. Also, you can go to my website, liveridelearn.com and download a free short story if you subscribe to my email list. I don't even have time to fill up your inbox, I promise. You get like one to two emails a month, um, but you'll get all the updates as soon as they happen on when this new book is coming out and there will be another free short story coming soon. All right, that's it. Y'all have a great day and I will chat with you next time. Bye.